Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a, another episode of They Won't, We Will, a podcast uh, done by myself, C.C. Quick, and Tree McGee. Now, Tree McGee couldn't make it today, so we've got a guest host, uh, we're going to call it, well, he goes by General Oso in some circles, and um, I want to take care of a couple of housekeeping things. Um, make sure you click on the follow button and enable the tab that allows you to get notifications for new episodes. Uh, some of the folks that have been beta testing our podcast have informed us that they have to actually click the enable button to get uh, notifications whenever we upload new episodes. So make sure you do that. And also, don't forget, send us your feedback um, at our email address, theywontwewill9 at gmail.com. The link is provided for you. Uh, in the episode's description, but right now we've got, we welcome our guest uh, host, General Oso, and today we're going to be knocking down a topic that's near and dear to his heart, the Second Amendment, so with that I'm going to kick it straight to General Oso. Welcome. What's up, Mr. Quick? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me, man. Mm. We've We've been uh, working hard to try and find a, uh, a a name for me to use on the podcast. Um, Tree McGee started out with Pappy Two Socks, but that didn't that didn't, that didn't go over well. So we decided to change it up, and we uh, we got a suggestion from uh, one of our uh, listeners out in Missouri. Uh -huh. uh, he actually he actually uh, suggested CC Quick, so we've been using that. We're gonna see how that goes, but uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's so. Second Amendment, uh, it, it, it says, uh, uh, we've done a podcast about political parties and Second Amendment, mm -hmm. uh, and so this can be, you know, this can be like a revisit to the Second Amendment topic, and uh, I'll just read what the Second Amendment says. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean to you, General Also? I mean, to me, it means I, I need my Abrams tank. That's what it means to me. <laughs> my, my, uh, my guy out in Missouri is going to like that response. <laughs> I need my Abrams tank. Jeez, jeez. So, really, uh, really, I got, I got my heart set on this new, um, this little new, uh, I don't even remember the name of the company that came out with it, but it's like a little man-packed. Mini gun, like a five five six Gatling cannon that you can carry. Why? Why? Why, why, why do you? Why? why do you need that? It ain't a question of need. <laughs> I never said the word need at all in that whole thing. Where did need come in? Shoot, I don't need a Ferrari. <laughs> I don't need a Hayabusa. I don't need J Lo. But what I'm saying, you know, if you. Oh, talk about stuff. Where does need come in? Shoot. Oh my gosh. Always, that's what that's what always gets me when people talk about the Second Amendment is they always put in this this word need. Okay. Like why do you need thirty round magazines? All right. Right. Why do you need a quote unquote assault weapon? When everywhere, well, anybody with some good sense knows there's no gun store in America selling assault rifles. Assault no, gun, no, no gun store. Let's let's repeat that. To the average civilian, 
there's almost no gun store in the country that sells a true assault rifle. Okay, let, let's stop right there because, of course, I'm old as dirt and it takes me a while to kind of catch me. <laughs> There we go. There we go. What there you we talking go. about? There we go. It was about backhanded calling you oh, old man. Okay, too. I got so, you. so let, let's let's go let's go with that because because right. we do have podcast listeners who, when you say a true assault right. weapon, yeah, assault, assault weapon. rifle, yeah. assault weapon, yeah. you know they they hear what they think I'm lying. Yeah, well, well, they hear what the media pushes out. Right. They hear what our government pushes out. Though well, well, those members of government who want to, quote unquote, regulate assault weapons. Right, and so yeah. so. Give the, tell tell our listeners what a true assault weapon, assault rifle is. Uh, y'all getting sold a bill of goods. If you believe, if you listen to CNN, if you listen to the media, if you listen to um, a lot of Democratic leadership, they're saying we need to get assault weapons off our street. And by that, they mean semi-automatic, military-style rifles. Military clone look-alike rifles. A true assault weapon has a selector switch on it, which means... I can go from single shot, I can go from safety, on safe, to single round, to two or three round burst, to full auto dump the mag on you with one squeeze of the trigger. This is not what they sell in your typical gun store. Cabela's don't carry assault rifles. Uh, Academy Sports don't carry assault rifles. Your local gun and pawn doesn't carry assault rifles. Why? Because civilians can only purchase a true assault weapon, a true assault rifle, that was made before 1986. Anything made after 86, we're not allowed to buy. Okay, so, and you could only buy one that was made before 86, and if you get a tax stamp from the government saying, hey, I got this thing, you need to know about it because you're the government. Uncle Sam wants to know where the fully automatic weapons are. So, all this stuff you hear on the media is really them just blowing smoke up your ass to make you believe that we have this problem with people with AR-15s mowing down cops. Now I'm going to interject because we had we did have an episode mm-hmm. about um, things that rile us up and people go don't mean to interrupt you and using that phrase. So I'm going to I'm practice what yeah, hey, I'm going to practice what I I'm going to interrupt you right here. Okay. Right, cool, cool. So so a lot of times you'll hear the media and you'll hear uh, uh, those I want your guns uh, assault rifle per per. per personnel people they they'll say i want your ar-15 and a lot of times a lot of people the general public joe schmo public will think that the ar actually stands for, for assault, assault rifle, rifle. Right. and it doesn't no it doesn't that's right it, it stands, stands for, for armor light rifle there we go all right mr eugene stoner there we go now what this is the kind of thing that always pisses me off is that people are walking around with a cell phone in their pocket with enough power that it could have landed the moon the uh, moon landing capsule that we landed in the 60s. True. You, you know, your, your cell phone has more power than the computers they use to put a command on the moon, but you, you won't use that dang thing to look up some stuff and find out whether you're being lied to or not. So, eh, you know, that's just me. <laughs> so, we, we, we've established now what a true assault weapon is. Right. Or what the true definition is in that true. you can't purchase one. Mm-mm. That was produced after 1986. Without a, uh, you can't purchase one. Even you couldn't even before, with a tax stamp. Right, before before 1986, you'd you have to own one that was made before 86. Yeah, so. and the cost is prohibitive because there's such a limited supply of fully automatic weapons in this country that are accessible to civilians. The cost is astronomical. The cheapest fully automatic gun I've ever seen that was available for me to purchase was four thousand dollars. 
know. And and the average citizen, and the average citizen, they dropping four thousand dollars. I'm not dropping four grand for a toy. <laughs> for, now, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, it better have wheels or yeah. it better be a boat or something. There maybe. we go. I exactly. Mean, you know. I a hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. So, back to our Second Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. Now, the Second Amendment does not mm-hmm. say that we are uh, able to own. It is our right to own. Automatic weapons, correct? The Second Amendment does or does not say does that? Does not say that. Yeah, it does say that. Okay. Really, if you look at it, because the Second Amendment says, if you look at the militia, the term militia. Okay. If you look up the word militia, militia means any able-bodied citizen of that, of that, um, uh, of that country. Okay. Able-bodied citizen is me, you, anybody who could vote, basically. Right? Right. So you stop and think about this. We should be able to own whatever weaponry our government utilizes in defense of the nation. That's what a militia is. It's to help defend the nation when the standing army can't do it. Okay. So by that logic, we should be carrying all the same stuff our soldiers carry. Fully automatic M4 rifles, select fire M4 rifles, 240 saws, 249s, all that stuff. We should be able to buy that shit. (laughs) Bottom line, we should be able to buy it. You you can trust an 18-year-old with it, but you don't trust your own citizenry with it. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good point. I mean, think about it. That's a good point. We got eighteen-year-old kids out here driving three million-dollar tanks. Yeah, these dudes ain't even old enough to drink. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good you point. You know, so the, there's a lot of stuff that people really, you know, if you're anti-gun and you haven't dug a little deeper and gone down the rabbit hole a little bit, you're doing yourself a real big disservice because you're getting lied to. You're getting lied to. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, hey, that's why I asked the question, getting your opinion on it. So, a well-regulated militia mm-hmm. from, you know, that's the first the first four words of the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Where you, I just want to be sure we got a clear understanding of where you stand. That is a able-bodied citizenry. Right. And they should be able to carry anything that the military carries. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. All right. So you gotta you gotta look at the context of what the Second Amendment was put in the Constitution for. Okay. The men who wrote the Constitution had just fought a war of rebellion against an unjust state, a tyrannical government that was infringing on their rights. So why would you put that in there? They say, well, hey, if we hadn't been armed, there's no way we'd have been able to toss off the chains of oppression that we were living under if we had not been able to fight back. Okay. So they definitely put something. Notice it's the Second Amendment. The only amendment they found to be more important was the ability to speak your mind and not go to jail for it. The First Amendment. You can tell how important they thought it was. It was the second thing they thought of. <laughs> that's a. You know. That's I want to be able to talk shit and then keep you from keeping me from talking shit. I want a gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You know, yeah. man. I, I I've not heard it put that way. That's what it is. That is why I mean, you know. Uh, and that is the way it, that, that's a good one I, I like that I, I like that now you know uh, there's a lot of folks out there that don't think uh, assault full full automatic assault weapons should be available to the general citizenry mm-hmm. there's a lot what, of people that don't think semi-automatic ones should be available okay what do you so where are you with you, you're for all the weapons be available to everybody, no matter what. 
No, not quite. Okay. Because I had a conversation with some friends of mine. We kind of tossed this around. I don't know if anybody really knows who the libertarian candidate for president is. I think her name is Joe, Joe Jurgensen. Right. Joe Jurgensen. Yes, I got it says, right. I got it right, folks. Joe Jurgensen says that Americans should be able to own any weapon in the military arsenal. Okay. You know she's a she's a professor a professor at Clemson University. Really? Yeah, she or she was a professor at Clemson University. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but with that, you have to you have to come up with at some point. A, unfortunately, we have to take a position of it might be too dangerous for civilians to have nuclear weaponry, right? Because now you become your own nation state by yourself. Right. When you got the ability to kick one off like that. <laughs> So, so, I, so, so you can have anything in the arsenal except for ICBMs and, hey, and nuclear bombs. I mean, because I mean, <laughs> the argument was, well, people really don't have the money to buy a nuclear weapon. And we actually started talking about it. There's 40 or 50 backpack nukes that are missing from Russia's weapons arsenal. Yeah, it is, yes. That means they're on the black market somewhere. Somewhere. They're well, floating 40, around. 40, 50 million dollars probably get you a backpack nuke. Jeff Bezos got more than enough money to buy eight or ten backpack nukes <laughs> and still have money left to go to the Bahamas on the weekend. There we go. So there's there's civilians that got the kind of money that they could buy a nuclear weapon. Yeah. So, you know, so we have to take that into account. You don't want a guy like, you know, uh, 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 what's his name? So, so, so that being said, mm -hmm. how do we find a balance? In America, yeah. Where, 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 where can we, or how can we? I'm not, I'm not saying that this is how it should be, mm -hmm. but from your perspective, how could we find a balance? Because obviously, the far left is going to buck that. The far right is going to push that. What I want to do is, how do we find the middle ground where, hey, you know what? Maybe, See, maybe the guy, maybe the guy who's uh, a superhero who right. thinks he's a superhero, right, a schizophrenic right. individual, uh -huh. can't have access. I mean, instead so, of the, so the blanket, everybody gets one. Yeah, no, I'm not saying everybody gets one. Okay. I'm saying it's your right. Okay, there you we have go. a lot of rights that you don't use. There we go. You know, okay. I'm not saying everybody should go out and get one. If you don't like guns, don't buy it. Right. All I'm saying is, if you don't like guns, that ain't got shit to do with me. Yeah. You know you what go. I'm saying? Yeah. So, with that being the case, okay, I think we got a pretty good system. The, what we are, what you hear people saying is, we need to keep the guns out of the hands of mentally unstable individuals. Okay, I agree with that totally. The problem is, is if the person has never broken the law, okay, how do you know this person is mentally unstable? Who's going to go and tell? Then how do you keep your busybody nosy neighbor that happens to not like guns from turning you in under a red flag law and where you got the SWAT team showing up with a, with a court order saying we're going to take Mr. Speaker and Rachel because your neighbor thinks you're psychotic because she's seen you dancing in your underwear in the, on the backyard on the porch one time <laughs> when you just happened to get in the bullet one night. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> you know, touche, touche. So, I mean, it's, it's a real ugly setup when you right. start letting other people decide. Here's the right we'll allow you to use. If if I got to check with you to use a right, it's not a right. It's a privilege. Exactly. Okay. I don't want to check with nobody to use my rights. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the first that's the first issue. Okay. The the second issue is I mean we get you know we got all kinds of stuff that people are concerned about. 
We got people concerned about. We honestly, in my opinion, we got people concerned about, um, you know, folks using a uh, semi-automatic rifle to go shoot up a school. Okay. We got people concerned about the mental health of gun owners. Correct. Okay? We got people concerned about all kinds of things. All right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is going to sound harsh. I'm listening. Okay. But we got people concerned about stuff that if you were really to kind of just let things sort of play out, they would sort of sort themselves out. Here's what, here's what I mean by that. Right? Okay. If you had, if you look at, like, let's say we'll take the Israelis. The Israelis have had terrorism against their citizenry for so long that there's things that they do as the course of doing business that we think is insane. You'll see pictures of Israeli school teachers taking the kids on a field trip, and the school teacher's got an M1 car being slung on her back. Okay. To protect the kids in her class. Correct. Right? Correct. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Now, if you saw that in America, most Americans would flip out if they seen a 23-year-old school teacher with an M4 slung across her back to make sure that nobody attacks her kids while she's on a field trip. We would, we would lose our minds about that. People are upset and losing their mind about the idea of arming school teachers. Now, me personally, I think that's a pretty good idea because if you listen to the debate about protecting the children in schools, what you always hear is that from the administration is we don't have the money it would cost for us to have a full-time law enforcement officer on site at every school would be prohibitive. We can't pay for it. We pay for security guards to guard money. We pay for security guards to guard casinos. So what you're telling me is money is more important to you than the life of children. Exactly. That's what you're telling me. That's right. You can say whatever you want, but your actions tell me this is what you believe. Right. That is more important for me to protect this money than it is for protect our kids in the school. That's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is the idea of arming teachers where it's been used works very good. Not because they armed all the teachers. It's because... The teachers that said, I am willing to go through the background check and I'm willing to go through enhanced training for me to be able to carry a weapon inside the school. Those people are motivated to defend themselves and, and therefore and, and, they're and motivated the, to defend the children. Students, right, students, exactly. exactly. Right, right. Okay, so you take that, and I've heard people make their argument, kids, teachers got too much on their plate, they got too much other stuff to do. I don't care what I'm doing, if you kick in the door of my classroom with a pistol in your hand, I ain't got no more motivation than to walk out of there alive at that moment. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? And, and, and you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and admit, you know, until thinking about what I know of Israel and what I know of, uh, of things that have happened overseas, mm -hmm. um, I had totally, I don't, I didn't think that uh, teachers, all the teachers should be armed. Okay, I, I I totally did not think that I was not I, I'm, I wasn't a proponent of that, and just listening to this conversation, I've got to reevaluate because you're right. Uh, how the system needs to be set up, mm -hmm. you know. Hey, when you have that teacher who is willing to subject themselves himself or herself to step to, in the gap to the to well yeah to one to, to agree to stand in the gap because well you know that takes a, that's a whole different kind of thing level there but to subject themselves to the background check to the scrutiny mm -hmm. uh, uh, and then to go through the enhanced training mm -hmm. to to be able to have that firearm uh, in, in, in the inside that uh, the school atmosphere 
you got a whole different kind of individual. Right. And, and you weed out a lot of those teachers, persons. I wouldn't say teachers because I, I don't ever want to disparage teachers. But uh, you, you weed out those persons who we would consider mentally unfit. Yeah, <laughs> unfit. Yeah, that's a good absolutely. word, mentally unfit, because you would have to set up a system. And that's it. That's it. I, I, yeah, I, 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 mean, I, I can change my the, I can change my thought on that one. Teachers, you, know, you might have you might have a custodian in there who's basically a stand up guy. Yeah. Now we would look at the custodian and say, well, why would you trust the custodian? It doesn't mean he's a bad person. It doesn't mean he's got low moral character. It means he's a custodian. Dude, you know, th- there was a custodian at a college that I went to. Mm-hmm. He had won the Congressional Medal of Honor. That's what I'm saying. And nobody, nobody had even any, knew. Nobody had any idea. Dude just wanted to be left alone. Right. Sweep him, up, sweep him out the floor. Right. Go home every day. Yeah. So you you're absolutely right. You have no idea. Yeah. You don't you know. know. You, you know. You, you don't have no idea. Is. So the big argument I've always heard is against arming teachers was, well, what if the teacher with the gun flips out? What the hell are the teachers there for? I don't care who comes in the school with a gun to start some shit. Yeah. The other people should be there to intercede in case of that happens. Right, right. Okay. Now, the best system I heard of, they had a school district in Texas, and the way they did it in Texas was they let the employees of the school apply to join this program. The only people that knew who was in the school that was armed was the, uh, the school board. They didn't even tell the principal. Because, ha, that's pretty cool. Well, here's why, and it made a lot of sense. You don't want the person who controls your job to have a negative attitude towards this program and then take it out on you because they know you're carrying. Exactly. So now they can harass you and find a reason to fire you. Right. Be- not because you're doing a bad job, but because you're participating in this program of that they, preparing a fire. That, that they, they don't disagree agree with. with. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So they so put it on keeps, the school board. Yeah, right. So they put it on the school board. So the school board was the only ones who knew who everybody in the school district that was carrying, who they were. Huh. But they posted signs outside of all the schools that basically said, if you come in here with the intent to hurt our kids, we'll plant you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey we man. got some. We got something for you. Hey man, that, so run that, up in here if you want to. Who was that comedian? Uh, Joker said he was from Texas. Oh, my gosh. Ron, I think it's Ron White. Ron White. Yeah, he mm-hmm. said, yeah, we, we, you kill us, we kill you back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my, my. What do you say? My state has the death penalty. We have, we the have express a, lane. we have an express lane. That's it. That's it. We yeah, have an express lane. If three or more people can you prove unequivoc- yeah. unequivocally that you, you go did right it, to the front. You, go right to the front of the line. you kill us, we'll kill you back. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised the state of Texas yeah. came up. One of the best that. firearms trainers in the country. He used to have a truck, a firearm school in Texas. And he, he since moved his school out to the Pacific Northwest. I think he lives in Oregon now. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name is Clint Smith. He operates a school called Thunder Ranch. Okay. And Clint was teaching a class, and they videoed him teaching the class. He said, that was one of the great things about li- living in Texas. He said, Texas is a great state. He said, they burn their own trash. Jeez. He said, Talking about the death penalty, wasn't Talking about the death penalty. Yeah. He said, they burn their own trash. Oh, my goodness. You know, so oh, my goodness. They don't play around. Oh man, so that's a, that's a you 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 changed my mind on some things, or at least made me have to reevaluate. And that's all I want. You know, yeah. Like I, I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer. I'm I'm more libertarian, and yeah. so from my perspective, if a person tells me I don't like firearms, okay, cool. That's it. I'm not trying to convince you to no. like firearms. 
I believe in personal self-preservation. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, I, like, it's like Riley Freeman said, and, you, and folks who listen to my podcast, you know what I'm talking about. I see personal responsibility come, coming to play. I see P coming. I, I move. move. <laughs> she saw P coming. She, she stayed. stayed. <laughs> she got P going. <laughs> hey. So, yeah. I, and if I, I Kevin loses, you. I'm going to piss on your cat. <laughs> so, obviously, General Oso watches the Boondocks also. <laughs> Uh, so so yeah so I, I mean I I really I really appreciate you know you bringing that bringing that to the forefront about the uh, about the the teachers and that that is definitely something to uh, that school boards across the across the country should should probably be looking at because well, I mean there's been multiple cases of um hey there was uh what was up in Boone North Carolina a college student um. Came in and shot up the school because he got kicked out of school. He failed out of school. Came in and started shooting up the school. Two of the students were um, local police officers that were there taking courses. They ran out of the school, ran to their cars, got their personal weapons, came back in and neutralized the shooter. Mm-hmm. Didn't kill him, but they got him under control, stopped the killing, and and held him until cops got there to arrest him. Now, what a you've got a lot of there's a huge movement in the country for. Um, Students who are of age to be able to carry on college campuses. Okay. Colleges are pushing back against it. But basically these people are saying, hey, you guys already told us you can't protect us in these heightened circumstances. Right. So the best thing for us to do is be able to protect ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? You got people who are combat veterans coming back from overseas, going to college under the GI Bill, can't carry a weapon on uh, to, to protect themselves. Right. Also very common on the military bases now. You got a ton of of military service members petitioning the Congress right now to say, hey, we need to lift these rules where we can't be armed on base. You trust us with a $45 million fighter plane, and I can't carry a $500 Glock to protect myself on base. And there's been a lot of murders and terrorist strikes against service members on base. If you don't remember Fort Hood, I just don't know what to say to you. <laughs> you know, Fort yeah. Hood has had all kinds of issues. They've had two terrorist attacks and a murder recently. Man, that that was a huge, big, big deal. So, you know, I, I think it's kind of silly to say, hey, yeah, yeah, you can you can fly this F twenty two fighter plane, but uh, you you can't own no pistol on base. <laughs> That's crazy talk. What you talking about? You know. Well, folks, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, we have uh, enjoyed. General Oso's coming in and giving us his thoughts, and he actually uh, brought some things to to light. And once again, uh, thank you for listening to They Won't, We Will podcast that is uh, promoting intelligent discourse. And more good. <laughs> uh, tune in next time. Again, uh, be, be sure to send us your feedback uh, at they want we will nine at gmail.com. Until next time, this is CC Quick signing off.